Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. All right, you guys, I took a few days off because, in all honesty, I was not led to do uh, another podcast. And I don't know, I don't just often jump up and decide to do a podcast. There's usually something pressing me or... I, I feel pressed to start it, and I don't know where I'm going with it, and I always end up somewhere, but I haven't felt the need to do either lately. But this morning, um, I woke up with so many things on my mind, and then a friend that I don't text with often, as a matter of fact, we hadn't spoken in years, uh, sent me a text and invited me to join or, or watch her Bible service today, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, you guys. You know, so today I, I really want to talk about how you forgive yourself and move forward. So, you know, my life has been pretty much an open book to you guys. Of course, nobody knows everything about me but God. Um, I only share what I feel like sharing with certain people, including my husband, Um But what I realize about myself is I really live in fear and not the kind of fear where I'm afraid somebody's going to kick in my door, waving guns or um, kidnap me. But I, I, I live in fear that somebody I greatly love is going to be taken away from me unexpectedly, suddenly, before their time. You know... My my husband was in an accident back in 2016. I told you guys this. We were supposed to get married um, the year of his accident, but he was in ICU for months. He had to go from ICU to something else, NCU or something like that, then from there to another floor, then from there to rehab. From rehab, he was able to come home in a wheelchair. Um, but even then, I thought... God finally allowed me to fall in love with somebody because I've never been in love. I've loved people, but I've never been in love. And I didn't know I was in love with him until that accident. I was willing to trade my life for his. I was willing to do whatever God wanted just to have him. I told God, even if he comes home in a wheelchair as a paraplegic, (laughs) I'll serve you forever. So he came home, but before he came home, when he was first in the accident, I really thought that was my aha moment. I knew that God would make me fall hard for somebody or love somebody with my whole heart and then snatch him from under me. I used to worry about my kids. No, not used to. I still do. Um, my oldest daughter has a temper like me, but hers is, you know, she's, she's changing by the grace of God. But I used to think, man, she's going to go out, she's going to whip up somebody and they're going to come back with a gun or somebody's going to be after somebody else. And she's going to get caught in a crossfire. My baby girl, she's so sweet and naive. I used to think somebody's going to kidnap her and they're going to traffic her or they're going to kill her or or so many things. And then a couple of weeks ago, when my grandbaby was hurt, you know, I 
I felt the same feeling all over again, you guys. And I had to ask myself today, why do I feel like I deserve to lose somebody who I love? And I had to sit down, you know, uh, tears in my eyes, trying to figure out why I didn't feel like I deserved unconditional love for a lifetime. You know, maybe that's why I've never given unconditional love to anybody. I just never thought I deserved it. But you know what, you guys? Twofold. Number one is because I never felt like I had love. I was asking myself, you know, why so many things popped in my head, like how I told you guys, I, I've never been nosy, but I had always been a liar. Why was I a liar? Why did I lie about insignificant things like where I was from and what I used to do and just little insignificant things in school, you know, and then right after school, um, I didn't break that lying thing until my late 20s, but it was because I wanted people to love me and I didn't feel like they would love me in the skin I was in. So I had to invent. I had to craft new skin for myself and put it on like clothes. And maybe people would like and love me if I wasn't who I really was. Maybe if I just made up little bitty things about myself, where I went to school, where I grew up, who I knew, what what I did in in my past school, maybe they would love me or like me or be interested in me. And crazy thing is, I wasn't unpopular. It wasn't like I was being bullied or people would look at me and make fun of me or none of that. None of that. I just felt like I had to be more for people to really like me. You know what's even crazier? When I met somebody who I knew was lying, I would call them out. You're a liar. I didn't mind saying it to them or other people. Such and such is a liar. They lied about this and that. And you're ha ha he he. And when most of the things I said was a lie. It just makes no sense, but that was my childhood. So why was it so important for me to get love and like from people who really didn't care about the stories I told them? I could have told them the real stories and it wouldn't have made a difference, but I didn't know that back then. I felt like I had to be different. I'm not even going to say better, just different, just not who I was. And it all goes back to my childhood. I never felt like I had love. My mom, I didn't feel like she loved me. My dad, I didn't feel like he loved me. I knew my brothers loved me, but where were they? I knew my grandma lived, loved me, but she's in North Carolina. Other than that, where was my love? <laughs> so nobody's going to love me in this skin. Let me craft new skin. I'm going to knit it. I'm going to sew it. I'm going to crochet it. I'm going to build it. And I'm going to put it on and be better so that people will like me. Fast forward. All right, now I'm doing things that I think, you know, my personality is it's almost like I'm bipolar sometimes because... I have this strong personality where 
I will tell somebody about themselves. And if you ask me to do something and I tell you no and you ask again, I'm about to read you. <laughs> like boys. You know, boys, I already knew what boys were about because I have two older brothers. So I wasn't going to get caught in that trap, dating boys in high school, having sex, none of that, none of that. And so if a boy tried to push up on me, I tell him, hey, pump your brakes. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And if he kept trying me, I would get mad. It's not like, oh, I got to do this or he's not going to like, no, no. Now you're not listening to me and you're disrespectful. You push up on me one more time, I'm going to break your face and I'm never going to speak to you again. So I never had a boyfriend until I graduated school and was on my own. But it was the fact that I felt like boys only wanted one thing for me. And so, you know, I was with my oldest daughter's father and he genuinely loved me. But then he started doing stuff and I was like, yep, this ain't going to work. I left him. Then I ended up with another boyfriend. Yep, this isn't going to work. I left him. Well, we left each other. But both times ended in pregnancy. Now, with the second pregnancy in my immaturity, of course, you guys, if you've read my book, Vanessa's Choice, you know, I was homeless. I'm in the hospital. I don't have a job. Somebody else is watching my daughter, my two-year-old daughter. And here I am going through this again with another guy I'm not with. Right. Right. What do I do? Long story short, I give him up for adoption. Now, here is one of the main reasons I believe I felt like I didn't deserve since adulthood love. And I felt like I was going to get what I deserved. But when I gave my son up, I act like it didn't matter. And I went on about my life. But a couple of years later, when I was told he had died, the guilt was overwhelming. I wanted to die. I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know I gave up a child. I didn't want people to know my story. I didn't want them to know how sorry I was. But eventually it all came out. Because I could not contain the pain I had, so I wrote it in a book. And then I found out he wasn't dead. <laughs> it's, it's really a creepy, crazy story. Then the guilt was even worse. And people ask me, how could you be mad and upset and want to kill yourself when you found out your child was alive? You praise God. No, I wanted to die because... I knew at year one, I should have went back and said, the only reason I gave him up for adoption was because I was in a terrible place. Please give me back my son. But I didn't do that for four reasons. Number one, I didn't think it would be fair to him. Number two, it definitely wouldn't have been fair to that beautiful family, that husband and wife. Number three, I didn't think I deserved it. I still thought I was a sorry parent. I just was a loving parent. I love my daughter. But number four, if I did that, God only knows how many people would know just how low down and sorry I was. So I didn't. And then to find out he was dead, 
the guilt, but though to find out he was alive, the overwhelming guilt, because now here he is 14. And if you would have done what you wanted to do at age one, you would have never had all this, but you were so worried about what people would think about you. You don't deserve him in your life, right? I pushed that in the back. But ever since then, every relationship, when that guy says, I love you, you got to go. Because I know this is going to end out bad. You got to go. You got to leave me alone. I don't want to be with you anymore. My friends tell me, oh, girl, I love you. What does that mean? I'd rather have a friend who I know cares about me, but is borderline on foolishness, <laughs> than to have somebody who has my whole heart in their hand and they care and they pray for me and they they worry about me and and they hold my secrets and and they love my kids and they love my family even if they've never met them because they care about me so deeply what am i going to do with people like that when did i start deserving people like that right guys i was 53 years old when i realized None of that matters. I've been forgiven by my friends that I treated wrong. I've been forgiven by the guys that have gone on to marry and be in relationships that are wonderful for them. I've been forgiven. My kids never knew they had to forgive me. My son's a major part of my life. He'd been forgave me, but you know, the other two, they never knew they had to forgive me. The only person who wasn't forgiving me was me. And when I say I was 53 years old, when I realized what my biggest problem was, it was today. It was today. I've always known that I didn't believe I deserve love. And I've always known that I can become a different person when somebody shows me too much love. But I really, really, really never understood the significance of how giving up my son for adoption played in all this. Because it's all built in my upbringing. It's all built in a parent telling you you're ugly, calling you names, and or another parent letting their spouse treat you like you're nothing, like you don't matter, like like somebody just found you in the gutter and you've been in their house cursing and stealing and and acting a complete donkey. <laughs> I've been carrying all that. And today I just decided to release it. I cannot be the owner of a company called Led by Motivation if I'm not motivated to lead. I've got to be motivated to lead. Every once in a while I feel motivated. I have great things to tell other people. How come I can't look in the mirror and talk to her and tell her great things? I tell you guys great things. I, I tell you these stories, but I try to always end in love. And then I go on about my business. A lot of times faking. Fake smiling, fake loving, fake everything. Because I'm so afraid that if I give it a hundred, it's going to be taken from me. I deserve love. I deserve people to love me and for me to give it back. I deserve happiness. I deserve joy. I deserve 
queen treatment and I deserve to be able to give other people queen and king treatment. I deserve to know that my kids will outlive me and not be fearful when my husband gets in his truck driving 40 miles an hour in a 65 zone, not thinking somebody's going to get aggravated and do something about that. Or if my youngest daughter is too friendly, that's somebody, I don't need to think like this. All I got to do is think about this moment and the joy I have having the people in my life, my friends, my prayer partners, my, my mentor, my husband, my kids, my parents who I still have, my brothers, even my family I don't talk to, aunties, uncles, cousins, it's all good. I love them. I deserve this. I deserve this. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to walk in the light and not just tell you guys to walk in the light. Let me walk in it too. I want to walk in it with you. All right, I'm going to join you. If if this touched you in any way, you could email me, sonya, S-O-N-Y-A dot McQueen, 69 at outlook.com. And look, this is called Your Mind, Your Body, Your Choice. But I am going to start another podcast led by motivation or led to motivate. And I hope you all join. It'll be started sometime this week. You have a beautiful day and pray for me. And I'm going to pray for you all. Take care.